0: chapter 4. We'll be there in a minute. Uh, we started uh, last week, uh, lesson 5. Um, well, we, we just did the introduction uh, to lesson 5 last week and, on prayer. Um, I, 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 uh, I re-read a quote that I've read many, many times, but I, I saw it again this last week. And uh, I wanted to share it with you. You've probably heard it. It's, it's an old quote of Spurgeon. It's a Spurgeon quote. And uh, I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I didn't, I didn't think to, to go actually go and get it. But, actually, but basically what it was is Spurgeon, he says, when I'm asked, which is more important, reading my Bible or praying? He said, my reply is always the same. Which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? And 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 so often, um, we as believers um, tend to do one or the other uh, more easily than you you understand what I'm saying. And we we can struggle <clears throat> with prayer, our prayer lives. We can struggle with our Bible reading. Uh, tonight we're we're going to be specifically talking about prayer. And <clears throat> you know. Uh, Prayer is just a, such an important part of who we should be in Christ. Um, last week I showed you a video about uh, about the, the 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 temple and the the holy of holies and and in a literal sense. Um, uh, that, that is where we need to meet with God. And the fact that the, the veil was rent so that we have access uh, to the, th- the, the, the throne of God. It, it, and I, I don't know if you've ever tried to wrap your head around that, but if you, if you try and wrap your head around the fact that you have access to the throne of an almighty God, that, that that is an incredible thought and then you you on top of that you consider the fact that he invites us to, to communicate with him I, I don't understand it i i, I just i can't I, I, I have tried on multiple occasions tried to understand how God would want to hear from me but he does. Uh, Page uh, 98 in your books, if you're not there yet, um, we're going to be picking up on page number 98. Uh, Prayer is an invitation. Lesson number five. Uh, For the child of God, prayer is an invitation to the very throne room of heaven. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 15 and 16. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace <clears throat> to help in time of need. Again, we are invited. We are We are. Well, we're going to get into all this later, but we are actually commanded to, to pray. And again, to be honest, um, my, my personal prayer life is something that I have struggled with for the last 40 years since I've been, since I've been saved. I go through seasons where I, I do a, a good job praying, if that makes sense. And then life happens, and, and guess what happens? You stop praying. Other things that happen, uh, you know, when when life is going well, it's harder to pray than when life is falling apart. Figure that one out. I mean, it should—you would think it would be just the opposite. Your first blank here. Prayer is talking to God. Sometimes people worry about uh, the words to say when they pray. But at the most basic level, prayer is simply talking to God. Turn over to Jeremiah. Let's see. Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, if you're... I just had to go through the books of the Bible to figure out where Jeremiah was. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 33, and verse 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I am often asked... By people that are new believers. Okay, Pastor, how do I pray? You know, um, what what is the what is the 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 protocol? Yeah, that's, there you go. What is the the proper protocol for for prayer? And we're going to get into that in a, in a minute. But in a very simple sense, as the author of the book says, in a very simple sense. Prayer is just talking to God. And he wants you to talk to him just like we talk to each other. So prayer, in its in simple form, is just talking with God. Your next blank, and we're going to spend some time on this next blank here uh, because I think this is important. Prayer is asking for our needs. Now, <clears throat> I don't want you to answer this question out loud, um, but I have had many people say to me, Pastor, I never pray for myself. And I want you to think about that statement. That On the surface, does that sound good? Okay, on the surface, it sounds really good. Oh, I, I'm... I am not worried about me. I only worry about other people. Well, see, right, right. So, I, I, I mean, I have, I have literally had people tell me that. And <clears throat> so I wanted to take a little bit of time here and, and talk about this before, uh, 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 before we move on uh, because it's important we understand God wants to hear your needs. He does not want to just hear other people's needs. He wants to hear your needs. So, what is the example prayer that Jesus taught his disciples? What what do we call it? Okay, we call it the Lord's Prayer. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Now, before we actually get into the prayer, I want to talk about the setting that is taking place here. In Matthew chapter 6, who is, say, I want to. Who is the primary person on the scene in Matthew chapter 6? Matthew chapter 5? Well, actually, no. John the Baptist is the primary person on the scene at the time. Okay, He's the one out in the wilderness uh, raising a ruckus. Jesus, in in Matthew chapters 4, 5, and 6, is still kind of behind the scenes he's not really he's really not stepped out into the to the limelight so to speak yet uh, John the Baptist is the one that's raising all the ruckus and John the Baptist taught his followers how to pray okay so Matthew chapter 6 <clears throat> uh, let me let me let me take a look here. Um, Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. Um, it. It must be in another book other than Matthew. Anyway, what happens is Jesus' disciples come to him and ask him, teach us to pray like John has taught his disciples to pray. Okay, so what what is going on here? Okay, you have John who is in the wilderness raising a ruckus and the, getting the government all upset and he has followers, or he has disciples, okay? And he has taught his disciples how to pray. Jesus, on the other hand, has his disciples as well. Oh, is it in Luke 11? Okay, turn over to Luke 11. Yes, yeah. I should have I should have looked this up sooner and I, I totally forgot what what verse Luke 11, verse 1 is one the disciples Okay um, okay now 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 get this because this is this is really critical in in Luke chapter 11 in verse 1 it says and it came to pass that as as he prayed who's he Jesus Okay as Jesus prayed uh, in a certain place when he ceased one of his disciples said unto him Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So, let me, let me see if I can, can, can get to you, get, communicate what, what's going on here. John is in the wilderness, and he's taught his disciples to pray. Jesus, on the other hand, has not taught his te- disciples to pray. Why? Okay, it's early in His ministry. Anybody else?
1: He's there for them to talk
0: to. They're talking. His disciples are talking to Him. They don't have to pray. You follow me? Yeah, exactly. Jesus is standing there like, you don't need to pray, you're talking to me. Okay? You, you 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 see you see what's going on. But see the Jesus's disciples for lack of a better term felt cheated because they weren't taught how to pray when they re- didn't realize every time they talked to Jesus they were communicating with him. So what is prayer? It's just talking to Jesus. Does that make sense? Huh? Yeah, exactly. You're like, "Hello." Okay. So, I believe he, that he did. I I believe that he did. Okay, so <clears throat> Some people treat the Lord's Prayer that we're getting ready to read in Matthew. Go, go back to Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> um, some people treat the Lord's Prayer as a magical formula, that um, the words themselves have some special power that influences God. Over any other words, it, it, to me, you know, it's it. I, I don't understand, but there are a lot of people that when they get in trouble, what do they do? They they just start reciting the Lord's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, you know, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> so the problem is the Lord's prayer. Was never intended to be recited word for word. Okay, um, so let, let's read. Let's read the Lord's Prayer, <clears throat> Matthew chapter six, and verse nine. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts <clears throat> as we forgive our debtors. <clears throat> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now how many of you did not have to look at the Bible to be able to read that? Okay. Okay. You probably learned it in catechism or somewhere, <clears throat> okay? Now, does the Bible teach us that what we just read is, well, I already said it, We the Bible does not teach us that we are to regurgitate that prayer. D- does that make sense? <clears throat> Religion teaches us to do that the problem is in the very same passage in verse 7 what does jesus say in 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 verse 7 it says and when you pray use not vain repetition as he's as heathen do for he for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking so what does what Jesus, before he even gives them the prayer, he says, don't, don't do that. Don't be like the heathen and just use vain repetition. So prayer is when we pour our hearts out to God. Would you all agree with that? Amen. Okay. <clears throat> Turn over to Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, I want to. um, I I hesitated doing this, but I want to go through. Let's go back to where where we were a minute ago in in Matthew. Um, Matthew chapter 6. I want to go through the Lord's Prayer real quickly and kind of give you um, some perspective on it uh, that has helped me through the years. Um, but I want to warn you: in in the next page or two of our of our notes, uh, we're going to go through it again, but from the author's perspective. So that it's two different perspectives. So I'm sure some of it is going to be repetitious, but I just I just wanted to do this. Um, uh, so let's let's break down. The Lord's Prayer, uh, <clears throat> our Father, which art in heaven, is teaching us whom to address our prayers to. Um, when I pray, I, I have, most of you know, I have a, a prayer book that I use. Uh, my wife uses one. Uh, it's it, they look the same physically but the inside is totally different i I pray completely different than my wife does but I always start out praying to my heavenly Father my, our father which are in art in heaven see if if the if what Jesus has given us here in Matthew chapter six is a is a pattern of of how to pray, then don't you think we should start by acknowledging who he is? So I always have a a period of time where I just thank God for being who he is. Hallowed be thy name. It tells us to worship God and praise him for who he is. Hallowed, hallowed be thy name. You know, there is no name under heaven like his. I, in my my prayer book, I have a section of not all of the attributes of God, but many of the attributes of God and typically when i as i pray i pick out two or three of those attributes and i just spend time contemplating those attributes of god his goodness his omnipotence his 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 the fact that he's all powerful he's all knowing he's you know he's patient he's kind he's he's loving he's 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 judge, he, he's judge you know and I, and i i'll i'll pick two or three of those attributes and i'll just spend some time thinking about those and praising god for who he is and what he is. Yes. I do that, but i also in
1: that time um, we have one more of the prayer notebooks in the bookstore by the way. Um, but she suggests to both sing some songs of praise. Yes. So yeah, that's
0: And that helps lift you as well: The next phrase, the next phrase is, "Thy kingdom come, thy, will, uh, 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 king, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven." Uh, I, I look at this as a reminder uh, to me uh, to pray for God's plan in my life, in the life of our church, in the life of our state in the life of our country. I just pray that God's plan is worked out, particularly in my life. I have a quote that I, as I pray, I, 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 I use this quote. Uh, I, I believe it was from a guy named Borden, or, or yeah, Borden, I think, William Borden. Um, Your will, nothing less, nothing more, nothing else. And I I ask God every day for His will for my life. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. And I just spend time asking God to just do the miraculous and do His will in my life. The next thing He says is, um, give us this day our daily bread. We are encouraged to bring our needs to Him. And I ask God specifically for needs in my life. Are are things that I think are needs. Let me qualify that. (laughs) Okay? Uh, How how many times have you prayed for something thinking it was a need, God never answered it, and you look back and think, wow, that must not have been a need. It's amazing what we think her needs. But I, hey, I, I just share my heart with God. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Then the next phrase is, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Um, you know, <clears throat> that, that phrase should remind us to confess our sins to God and turn from them and also forgive others as God has forgiven us. It should be a time of reflection where we can come to God and say, God, forgive me for what I've done. And then the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I always look at that as a plea for help in achieving victory over sin in my life. The the, the the pattern of the prayer that, that that jesus set forth to his disciples is a incredible exercise for us but I have a question in in the model prayer in the Lord's prayer how many times are we told to pray for others I'm sorry no, not in, not in the Lord's Prayer. Well, okay, but no, my specific question was the Lord's Prayer. How many times in the Lord's Prayer are we commanded to pray for others? Not one time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that, you might could make that argument. But my point is this. Right. So my, 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 my point is this. In the, in the model prayer that God's given us, nowhere are we commanded to pray for others. But yet oftentimes, many people, many people never pray for themselves. Many people that I know spend very little time thanking God for who he is. And is that not what he taught us? Now, before, before you think I'm being heretical, does God in other places in Scripture tell us to pray for others? Absolutely he does. Turn over to James <clears throat> chapter 5. James chapter 5 and verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may uh, be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Turn over back to your left a little bit to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. And let us consider one another or let us pray for one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, a matter of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. So in, in Hebrews chapter 10, the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, should there should be an urgency to pray for other people. So we are commanded to pray pray for other people. So please don't think that I'm I'm saying that we're we're not supposed to pray for it because we are. But my point is this, why do you think the Lord's prayer there there was no exhortation to pray for other people in the Lord's prayer. Now I have no proof of what I'm about to say, but I'm I'm curious to what you think. Okay, okay, that's, that's good. Anybody else? Anybody, under, anybody else? Well, we, we need to have our hearts right before him, and we need to be praying for God to look at our hearts. Okay. Before we can pray for others, we need to have the relationship right this right. way. Right, okay. Okay, okay, absolutely. Okay, anybody else? I, 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 this is, this is my take on it. This is the only thing that I've been able to un- understand. The only reason why is, is what I call the, the proverbial oxygen mask. Y'all know that y'all know the illustration. Okay. When you get on an airplane, they stand there and they give, tell you to bu- buckle your seat belt and they always do the thing. And then they, they, you know, they say if the, if the cabin loses its pressure, the oxygen mask will drop. And what are you supposed to do if you're traveling with an elderly person or a child? Put yours on first. Put yours on first. Why? Because if you pass out, you're going to be no good to them. And that so so the only thing I've been able to come up with the reason why Jesus does that is because hey, you know what? It's the most important thing is you're right with me. And I you need this relationship before you, can, before you can be a blessing to other people. Now, in my prayer life, I have a list of people that I pray for on a regular basis. I have people that I pray for <clears throat> you know, Mondays and Tuesdays and, and different things and so on and so forth. <clears throat> but I always spend time with my God. Before I go that way, does that make sense? So anyway, I just i I, I felt like I needed to share that because <clears throat> there are a lot of people out there that for whatever reason, don't pray for themselves. And I, one of the things I try to to help them understand is, I take them back to Jesus' disciples saying, teach us to pray. And and they're really, at that particular point in time, there was no need for them to pray. Why? Because they were were with him. And that's what he wants with us. He wants us to be with him. And as we are with him, then our hearts become one so prayer is a incredibly precious precious commodity that god has given us to be able to communicate to him any questions before we move on yeah and and at least that's how that's how i understand it they just felt like hey he taught his disciples how to pray why don't we get to pray and they, exactly, they didn't quite get it. You know, I'm sure they figured it out later, but um, yeah, they didn't quite get it. Yes. Well, being totally transparent, um there were several years I didn't pray for
1: myself because I felt like it was selfish. Right. And and, and, and Yeah. But there were
0: many yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I I have asked people, well, why don't you pray for yourself? Oh, well, that that's selfish. I, I would I, I would never. It's and also title, too. well, yeah. it it can be yeah. it can be, but but yeah, that's oftentimes that's the answer it's, well, you know, I, I I I I I can't do that because you know other people need need prayer more than I need prayer. And and the reality is no. You need fellowship with God, and as you fellowship with God and you pray, and your heart is mended, meant not mended, um, blended with the heart of God, then you can pray for other people. It's that balance. It's that balance. Amen. Right. And it can be a, it can be a struggle, and that's why and that's exactly why I wanted to talk about it tonight because um, uh, you know oftentimes it, it, it can be a struggle for us. Uh, and uh, but we are clearly commanded to pray for ourselves. And if if we don't, then I believe we're missing a huge part of the blessing that God has for us. What, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, anybody else before we move on? Yes.
1: I don't know if this goes with uh-huh. what you were saying, but I've been on a job before, great big lineman goes, what do we need to pray for? You know, God already knows our needs.
0: Right. Well, okay, just using the model prayer, Okay. I, I don't know about I don't know about you, but the way I look at the model prayer, very little of it is about my needs. The majority of it is about the my fellowship. Does that make sense? Yeah. so it's it's to me, prayer is far more about fellowship than it is um, shopping list, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But Jesus is not literally saying, come come to me with a shopping list and I'll, just, and I'll just give you everything on the shopping list. But what is he saying? He's saying, you know, he's given us a progression here of acknowledging who he is and what he's done in our lives and how powerful he is and, and all of that. And then he says, okay, now, now once we've gone through that, let's talk about your needs. Because honestly, me—if I go through that progression, I—I I then have a hard time saying, "Hey, you know what, God? I could really use a Porsche." Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> okay? A
1: tundra,
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you know? Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? It, 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 I have a hard time asking for frivolous things. After I just spent time with an almighty God. Because you feel a little foolish. At least I do. <laughs> Brandon?
1: At that conference to in Oregon, one of the people said, Don't seek God's hand, seek his face.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, anybody else before we move on? Yes, ma'am. Amen. Yes. One of the things I, uh, one of the attributes of God that I, and I've told you all this before, um, one of the thing, that, the attributes of God that I, I still have trouble st- wrapping my head around is his patience with me. You know? <laughs> I mean, if, if I were God, I would have just, phew, long time ago. <laughs> and, but the fact he is patient with me and he works with me. I, I I I that that brings me to tears more than just about anything. Anybody else before we move on? Yes, ma'am.
1: I feel my relationship with the Lord should be yes I go through and I do all the praising and thanking but then throughout my day it's it's a continued conversation Amen. that just whether it's something that's burdened on my heart it's a blessing it's a joy it is just a continued conversation throughout my day and it it may be quiet for a while but then it's like oh God, look at that. You get, you know, it, it, it right. is that, that renewed, you know, right. it's there, it's Him, you know. And that's the way I think the Lord wants us to be with Him, is to have that companionship like we do with our earthly fathers. Right. But even
0: more. Even more. Right. Amen. Anybody else? Prayer is just something that we cannot talk too much about, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, prayer is something that we all need. And um, Melanie said a minute ago, uh, if you're interested, we have one more of those prayer notebooks. Uh, we can get more, but we have one in the bookstore. Uh, yeah, they would cost more because we got a deal on we got a deal on this one. So, um, so okay, it's sold. Uh, So anyway, um, Matthew chapter 6, prayer is asking uh, for our needs. Um, The statement under this is amazingly, God cares about every need in our lives and invites us to bring them to him in prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26, Behold the fowls of the air, uh, for they sow not, neither do they reap. nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? What is the implication there? Talk to me. What is the implication there? Take care of the birds, take care of me. Okay. Hey, if he can take care of the birds in the, in the air, they don't have to sow. They don't have to reap. All they got to do is eat. If he can feed them can he not take care of us too? But what is what is what is our biggest obstacle, huh? What, what is our biggest obstacle? Not well, it, it's us. Okay, our biggest problem is us. Okay, <laughs> you know, just to be perfectly honest, we're the problem, not him. Okay she she I I I I am I
1: don't
0: I I so got to be Yeah. So I was in a oh, oh, oh. Yeah, she was in a a ladies be meeting years ago. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been back many many years ago and uh, a lady stood up and gave a testimony about the goodness of God and she said she said that <clears throat> you know we we my husband and I were in in financial difficulty well, they were praying for a need. yeah they were praying for a need and then and then uh the next day we received a credit card in the mail A credit card application yeah and and, <laughs> and and you know <laughs> I'm just. I just want to say one thing. God does not use credit card companies to answer prayer. Okay, just just saying. Okay. I came from. I just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we need to be careful. <laughs> okay. Um, God hears us. First uh, um, John chapter five and verse four, and this is the confidence. That we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. So, what? There's a couple of key words here. What is the first key word in this statement in in uh, First John chapter five and verse fourteen? Starts with a C. Yes, confidence. Confidence, Okay, we can have the confidence. That that is an incredible statement. What is the next key uh, word in this statement? According to his will. His will. His will. See, he'll hear us as long as it's according to his will. And as a pastor, you know, I hear a lot of different things. And and one of the things that I hear kind of often when I'm, when people find out I'm a pastor, oh well, I tried that religion thing, and oh really, okay, yeah, I prayed once, and God never answered my prayer, so I just gave up on him and have you anybody else ever heard that okay yeah a few a few of you yeah and and uh you know there, there's a there's a few problems in that statement, but you know standing in a grocery store is not the time to get theological with people. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it describes how often even, even people who are faithful to church often feel the same way. I, I know people that have dropped out of church because of this. Because they prayed and they were so convinced that doing X was the will of God and God... Never answered their prayer. Yes. When I was a very, very new Christian, I think vividly remember
1: my mother-in-law actually having a conversation with me about this, and we were talking about prayer, and I don't remember what it was, but she goes, "No, no, 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 no! It doesn't say He's going to give you. It says He hears you." And she pulled this verse, and I was like, "Oh, man!"
0: Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, so we we need to be careful how we read Scripture, because oftentimes we can read this interpreting it the way we want it. <laughs> your, your honey hole dried up, right? <laughs> okay, uh, your next one here. God cares about our troubles, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Casting. All your care upon him for he careth for you. How do we cast our cares upon God? By prayer. God take this away. But what do we normally do? We tell him
1: how to handle
0: it. Yeah, Yeah, we throw it, bring it back in. Throw it, bring it back in. You know, we, we give God our problems. And then we and then we're like, well, let let me help you carry that. It's a it's a little heavy. You carry half, I'll carry half. That that's that's not what it says. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And I'll be honest with you, until I still struggle with it, but until I truly learn how to do this, I struggled. I almost I almost had a nervous breakdown. Because I hadn't learned how to cast my cares upon him. Your next statement here, God desires to grant our request. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. So what is again, what is the what is the perception here? <laughs> okay. The perception here is you ask and it'll be given to you. Okay? But there's an underlying principle here. Okay, what's the what's the underlying principle here? Okay. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Okay. It's the it's the knocking, seeking, knocking, the continual don't quit. Now, those of us that are parents, <clears throat> how many times <clears throat> has has your kid, your child come to you and asked for something and you just, every time the child comes, you say, okay, here's $50, go buy it. Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do that, do we? But when we know, okay, let me give you an example. Our granddaughter just turned six. And what was that list called that she sent us? I wish I was. Yeah, but it was, it was the... Um, Danielle's super duper go, go, go home yeah go big or go home wish list okay it was and and, and you know grandma and grandpa you know they are granny and granddad uh, got, got this got this wish list and my first thought was buy it all the hamster. yeah well no I'd have bought the hamster I don't care I don't have to keep it. <laughs> my son was like, don't even think about it. Um, but it was her go, go big or go home wish list. Oh, and she's only six. But the you know the very first thing on that list? <coughs> yeah, almost. <A> <laughs> no, it was the kickstand for her bike. Oh. And... and you know, and, and and I'm like buy it. But you know, I said, just buy everything. I don't care. You know, we'll borrow the money. I don't care what it takes. Yeah, but no, I'm teasing. Um but but,
1: but it was simple. It was gumballs,
0: candy candy. Yeah, it, it yeah, it wasn't it wasn't extravagant things. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <girl after> <laughs> my 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 point is this she asked we we gave but we didn't give her everything I wanted to she didn't and well it's not that she was but she she's just a little bit more rational than I am uh yeah it's the mom thing and 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 then my son was like if you buy a hamster <laughs> don't ever come visit again you know that was his attitude um But but that's how God is. You know, we ask and 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 we ask. And God says, you know what? He He really wants this. So let's read that verse again Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. You see the progression. There's an underlying principle here of don't quit asking. Don't quit asking. Next statement here. Our needs may be physical, financial, emotional, or spiritual. In any and every case, God wants us to bring our needs to Him in prayer. There is nothing too big or too small for God in your life. There, are time, there have been times, I can't think of anything recent, but there have been times that I've asked God for, for some really what we would consider really small things. But you know what? It's, it's when God answers the small prayers, sometimes they can be the biggest blessings. absolutely absolutely okay um we're at a good stopping point and we have about 6 minutes um, any any questions before we before yes right There you go. Right. Right. Amen. you know that reminded me of something. I I've had people tell me that Gideon was a weak believer. What did what what did Gideon do? What was the yeah, that, that Gideon his his thing he's known for is the fact that he he put a fleece out for God, and and I I've heard I've heard pastors get up and rail on on Gideon for having a lack of faith. God tells us to test him. Exactly. There is not. How do we know the will of God? Does God write it in the sky? Well, I mean. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. But but there are times God God asks us to do something, and you're like, really? How do I know for sure? When when Melanie Melanie and I felt the need to come to Fernley to start Grace Baptist Church, we prayed and asked God to answer a specific prayer. Something that was not likely. It was prob. It was possible, but very unlikely. Well, but but this one particular prayer, and we prayed, and two weeks later, God answered that prayer to, to the T. No, I can't. I'm not going to say it online. I can't tell you. You ask me in private. I'll be happy to tell you, but I can't say it online. But God answered it to the T. What did we do? We put a fleece out because we felt in our hearts what God wanted us to do, but we needed affirmation. We needed God to confirm his will in our lives. So, well, yeah. Okay, real quick. How do we know the will of God? Because we just just talked about this. How do we know the will of God in our lives? Okay. It it starts with having a close relationship, prayer. Okay. God's word. Okay. I heard I heard someone. I won't point out their name on online, but they're sitting over to my left, <laughs> and they just bought a house. And she told me in one of our conversations, "Hey, if if God doesn't want this, I'm praying He what closes doors." Didn't you tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But is that is that not how God can can direct us sometimes opening doors and closing doors? All all we need to do is we need to to walk with him today. Yes, you got about 1 minute. And be sensitive, yes. Yes. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day.